This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is April 15th, 2019, and this is Monday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On The Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. Hope the weekend was good to you. Congratulations are in order to Tiger Woods on winning the 2019 Masters, something he hasn't done since 2005, and it breaks his 11-year drought of major titles. I know this is a baseball podcast, but golf involves swinging a club and hitting a ball, so I'll allow it. Okay, let's get into it. Kyle Schwarber had to be contained by Javi Baez after he was called out during a crucial at-bat and a loss to the Angels on Saturday. With runners on second and third, two outs, and a full count, Schwarber was able to check his swing on a breaking ball in the dirt from Angels closer Cody Allen. Or did he? Schwarber dropped his bat, started unstrapping his elbow guard, and full anticipation of walking to second when third-base umpire Gabe Morales confidently rang him up after the home plate umpire appealed to him to make the call. Schwarber immediately lost it, slamming his helmet and heading straight for Morales. He made his case, which I'm sure was riddled with profanities. Due to Schwarber's outrage, he was tossed from the contest as well. The game was over, but Morales decided he needed to flex a little more. I get it. Tight moment with an opportunity to extend the inning or perhaps even win the game so emotions are high. But let's be completely honest here. He didn't check his swing. Those who didn't see it that way need to get their Coke bottle glasses checked. It's not about the hands, it's about the barrel of the bat. And a completely related story, due to the event from Saturday's game, Cubs manager Joe Madden doesn't want umpires to be making the calls on check swings. Here's what Madden has to say. You see the check swing where the hands don't move. To me, that's not a swing. It's what you do with the barrel. Everybody's worried about an electronic strike zone. I want an electronic method to control a check swing. He continues, that would be much more interesting. I would prefer that. Let the umpires call that game like they always do, but let's figure out a way to control check swings. I've got ideas on that too. Schwarber seemed a bit indifferent about his manager's suggestion, saying, I don't know how you could do that. I just didn't like the way it ended after grinding out in a bat against him, referring to Cody Allen. It was a big situation right there. I worked him. You've got to battle. I thought I didn't go, and he thought I did. Honestly, I would not be surprised if Manfred actually looks into this, and mainly for one reason. Rob seems to love making one-off rules on single, isolated incidents in an attempt to give the impression that he is on board with evolving the game. The sliding into second rule is silly, and the home plate rule is soft. And while we're on the topic of umpires, let's give it a go one more time. Blue Jays shortstop Freddie Galvis was upset with home plate umpire Quinn Walcott for how unprofessional he felt the man in blue was behaving. Galvis stated that Walcott was having a dinner date conversation with Ray's catcher during his at-bats in the fourth and fifth innings on Friday. Here are his thoughts on the matter. Everybody here is a professional player, and everyone has to be a pro. 
I feel like the umpire wasn't a professional at that point. I know sometimes the umpire talks to the catcher in between innings, something like that, but I feel like in my first at-bat, he was talking for my whole at-bat with the catcher. In my second at-bat, he was doing the same thing. He didn't stop. He kept talking and talking and talking. Galvis said he went back to the video to look at his at-bat in which Walcott was chatting, and Galvis claimed the pitches were balls. He says he wasn't mad that they were balls. He was upset because he felt Walcott was acting unprofessionally and probably therefore not really making accurate calls because he was too busy having a conversation. Apparently, Jay's manager, Charlie Montoya, went to bat, pun intended, for Galvis and delivered the complaint to Walcott. Reports indicate that there wasn't much talking during Galvis's next at bat, so apparently Walcott got the message. Padres manager Andy Green calls umpires literally clueless, and you thought I was done talking about umpires. Got he! <laughs> According to ESPN, Arizona Diamondbacks closer Craig Holland threw a couple of tight inside pitches to San Diego Padres' Francisco Mejia. This raised questions about whether it was in retaliation for Padres pitchers hitting two Diamondbacks with pitches on Saturday in Phoenix. But Padres manager Andy Green had some choice words for the umpiring crew. Umpires being literally clueless on the field right now. That's inexcusable at that point in time. The first one, okay, maybe slips. The second one, we know what was going on there. It is not lost on us at all. If it is lost on them, they are not paying attention to the baseball game. All right, time for some injured list updates. Los Angeles Angels superstar Mike Trout is recovering nicely from the groin injury that has kept him out of action since he tweaked it on Tuesday of last week. Fabian Ardea of The Athletic reported Sunday that an ultrasound showed Trout's groin injury is improving. Trout also said he is feeling better and he is set to return to the Angels on Monday in Texas. Here is Fabian's full tweet. The latest on Mike Trout, he was seen by Dr. Steve Yoon today in Los Angeles. Ultrasound images showed further improvement to his groin. Trout also reported continued improvement. He will join the team in Texas and will continue to be evaluated to determine his readiness to play. Cleveland star shortstop Francisco Lindor is ready to start his rehab assignment with its AAA affiliate, the Columbus Clippers. With Jason Kipnis returning to the Indians roster along with Carlos Gonzalez, this is another positive step for a team that has held up through injuries during the early 2019 campaign. I actually attended the Durham Bulls opener against the Clippers uh, Thursday night and was able to see Kipnis and Gonzalez in person. And I'm sure many of you know this already, but you can just tell the huge difference between a major league ball player and a triple-A player who has still a long ways to go. Just the way the ball sounds off the bat and how quickly it exits the infield is noticeable. Two more Yankees have been put on the injured list this weekend. According to Yahoo Sports, along with every other media outlet, four-time All-Star reliever Dellen Betanzas experienced a setback after throwing a simulated game on Thursday and will be out until at least June. General Manager Brian Cashman spoke to the media on Friday and confirmed that Betanzas has a bone spur in his throwing shoulder. Here's the interesting story attached to this one. The Yankees organization has actually known about the bone spur since they drafted Betanzas back in 2006, but they did not feel the need to tell Betanzas about it since it wasn't affecting his performance. Until now. Shiesty move by the Yankees or chalk this one up to good intentions. Gary Sanchez has been placed on the 10-day injured list with a left calf strain. He was pulled during a Wednesday night game last week, but both Sanchez and the Yankees said it wasn't serious. Now, obviously, not serious is up for interpretation because the 10-day injured list isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But people don't like being lied to, even when it's about something that's none of their business. According to a Rangers team press release, second baseman Ronan Odor has been placed on the 10-day injured list with a right knee sprain. Odor is having a terrible season so far, so maybe he can gain some clarity. To this day, I follow this man because of his right hook he delivered to Tony Batista. 
knocked the smug right off his face. All right, quick takes. Let's talk about streaks. We're good streaking! The streak is finally over. Chris Davis ended his MLB record-breaking hitless streak with a two-RBI single and the top of the first inning in Boston on Saturday. Davis ended the day going three for five with four RBI. Of course, Sunday, he went hitless again with two strikeouts, but we're not going to talk about that. The 0 for 54 plate appearances is no more. It was such a sigh of relief for Davis that he requested the ball that he hit into right field. Now, Davis has been a champ through this whole thing, and let's hope nothing like this ever happens again, but it is the Orioles, so... Xander Bogarts, three-run shot off Josh Lucas in the eighth inning meant the Orioles have allowed a home run in the first 16 games of the season, tying a major league record by the 2009 Philadelphia Phillies. Well, that Orioles celebration didn't last long. According to thescore.com, no second baseman has gone yard in six straight games since 1908. And unfortunately, that record will go unbroken. Jose Altuve was unable to hit a home run in his sixth straight game, snapping his streak on Sunday. He did, however, hit safely in his seventh straight game as the Astros beat the Mariners 3-2. Speaking of the Mariners, Mitch Hanniger went deep to extend Seattle's major league record of consecutive games with the home run to begin the season. The series obviously didn't go as well as expected because they were swept by the Astros over the weekend. The Mariners still retain their one-game lead over Houston in the AL West. According to SportsIllustrated.com, Mets broadcaster Ron Darling will be taking a leave of absence from Sportsnet New York to undergo surgery. The surgery will be performed in order to remove a mass in his chest. He has this to say, A series of tests revealed a large mass in my chest, which will require surgery next week to remove. Doctors have told me if there are no complications, I should be back on air talking baseball sometime next month. USA Today reports that Darling's leave is solely due to health issues and has nothing to do with the recent lawsuit filed by Lenny Dykstra. Upon Brad Miller learning of his designated assignment back to AAA Columbus, he had this to say, It's a tough trend. They acknowledge that it wasn't fair, but I'm just a player. I go out there and play my hardest and play for the guys next to me. Obviously, they don't want the best guy up here, so I'm just trying to take it somewhere else and see what I've got. An unhealthy Twitter debate, because there is no such thing as a healthy Twitter debate, so I guess that statement's kind of redundant, has Cleveland fans going back and forth as to whether or not it should have been Brad that was sent back to the minors. Miller concludes, I'm a player. I really enjoy playing for Terry Francona. That's why I'm frustrated. I want to be here. I like this group. It's a good team, and I was hoping I'd be part of it, but they have other plans. Pirates right-handed slinger Chris Archer will not appeal his five-game suspension issued by the MLB last week. That's all. Toronto Blue Jays reliever Thomas Pannone recorded the third immaculate inning in franchise history on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Rays. The 24-year-old carved up the Rays with a nine-pitch, nine-strike top of the fifth. He's the third Blue Jays pitcher to accomplish his feat, the 94th in Major League history, and the second this season, joining Josh Hader. According to MILB.com, the Tulsa Drillers, a double-A affiliate of the Dodgers, had a combined no-hitter through 10 innings yesterday against the Arkansas Travelers. But get this, they lost the game. The final inning went as follows. Strikeout, strikeout, hit by pitch, walk, walk. Now, that doesn't seem to add up. But with some awesome experimental rules in which a runner starts at second base in extra innings, the bases were loaded with only two men taking a base. This, my friend, is the future of the MLB. And finally, the single-A South Atlantic League, minor league affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles, the Delmarva Shorebirds, accomplished an amazing feat Saturday night, in danger of being no-hit by the Blue Claws, who had a 5-0 lead heading into the bottom of the ninth, the Shorebirds flew all the way back, getting three hits in the last frame, with the game-winning grand slam coming from the bat of Juan Carlos Encarnacion. The Shorebirds won the contest 7-5 in dramatic fashion. 
That's going to wrap it up for today. This has been Monday's edition of On the Hop News. And remember, good pitching will beat good hitting anytime and vice versa. Talk with you tomorrow.